An incredibly deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. With LinkedIn ads, you'll be able to target over 70 million decision makers all in one place. No deep voice required. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. Terms and conditions apply. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great tasting all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. iHeartRadio presents Podversations, a weekly discussion with the biggest names and influencers in podcasting. Want to learn the secret psych-up ritual Scrub stars Zach Braff and Donald Faison use before every fake doctor's real friends taping? How Vice News parachutes into war zones to rescue journalists from life-threatening situations? Or why Keegan-Michael Key and Blumhouse believe 3D audio is the future of storytelling? Whether you're a newbie trying to break into the podcast game or an exec trying to refine your playbook, Podversations is the easiest way to keep your pulse on the industry. Hey, everybody, and thank you so much for joining us for another session of the iHeart Podcast Speaker Series. For anybody that's been uh, on one of these sessions before, you'll know that we've been doing this for over two years now. We started to do these conversations on Thursdays around noon Eastern, just as a way to stay connected as we all moved into quarantine and were a little less connected than normal. And it's quickly become one of my favorite things to do every week is just be able to hang out with creators, with partners that we've entered into business with through the iHeart Podcast Network. These have turned into some of the most interesting stories, conversations I've ever had, from Martha Stewart to Malcolm Gladwell to Will Ferrell, just incredible creators talking about why they do what they do, why they've chosen podcasting as a way to do what they do, sometimes a totally new way for them. And uh, this week is no exception. It's probably one of the most insanely interesting stories that I think podcasting has tackled, period, baby. So before I sell it too much at the front, first of all, Rasha Picarero, Yvette 
Gentile. Thank you both so much for hanging out with me for half hour this week. I deeply appreciate it. Thank you. And mahalo nui loa. Thank you so much for pronouncing our names correctly. I know. They're hard. Found <laughs> it in. These names must get brutalized. Where are you guys located? Where are you talking to me from today? Well, I'm in San Francisco. And I'm just outside of Portland, but we're Honolulu raised. So Hawaiians on the mainland. Island girls <laughs> through and through. I love it. We will get into all of that. So Rasha, Yvette, your sisters kicked off into the podcast ecosystem, at least. You do a lot of work outside of podcasting. I don't want to undervalue that or undercut it. But in podcasting, you kind of burst onto the scene in 2019 with a show that I, I think many still call one of the best shows, honestly, in this medium ever made in a very competitive category that's loosely called true crime. And we'll get into how this show is, I think, honestly, much more than that. But let me set this up a little bit. Usually we just jump right into the conversation, but I think some background here is just really fascinating. You started a show called Root of Evil around 2019, and Root of Evil quickly became this huge podcast, I think because it sort of does what really great content does sometimes. It broke the genre that it was working in. Yes, it's a a technically true crime podcast. But I mean, one way to think about it, it's more of like a true family podcast. <laughs> yeah. Where you kind of invented this whole new way of talking about true crime content. And your goal in this show was to get to the root of, yes, some evil behind horrible crimes that happened a long time ago, but also the root of your own family history. So let me start with you, Rosh, if I can. And I'll start back with the family history that I think kicked off Root of Evil. Your mother is born in 1951. Mm -hmm. What happens then? <laughs> That's a big old open door that you just gave me, Connell. Okay, so our mom was born in 1951 under very mysterious circumstances. And her birth certificate said that she was half Caucasian. And at the time, I know it's not PC now, but it said that she was half Negro. And the father's name was left unlisted. She was given up for adoption to an African-American family. She was born in San Francisco, raised in Reno, Nevada by a Black mother and a Black father. She found her birth mother in all places, Honolulu, Hawaii. By this time, she was 22. She already had my beautiful sister, Yvette. She gave birth to Yvette a week after she turned 16. And she found her mom and her whole life, she thought she was biracial. She lived her life thinking she was. And I know your listeners can't see me right now, but I'm blonde hair, blue eyed. My mom looked very similar to me, just with darker hair. <laughs> and so when she met her mom on the beach in Honolulu and Yvette was tagging along with her, her birth mom told her, one, you're not half black. I lied. And two, you are related to an accused serial killer. And he might also be possibly be your biological father because there was incest happening. So her entire world just shattered into a million pieces and her identity. You know, her whole life, she knew she had to tell her story because she knew she looked different than everyone else. She was literally, I don't know if you remember that old movie, Imitation of Life, but she was Natalie Wood in that movie. That was her all-time favorite movie. So like Rasha said, in that instance, you know, when Tamar told her that she wasn't Black, it just completely destroyed everything that she thought that she was. So how do you process that as a human? Does it sort of, I mean, I know you're speaking for your mom here, but does that sort of just 
immediately reset thousands of memories and experiences? Like, what do you do? Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. And I like to always say like my mom was way beyond her time because for most people, right, getting told that information, you could easily fall down and never pick yourself back up. Right. But our mother somehow, some way she consciously made a choice to just keep moving forward. She kept wanting to know more about the truth, about her family. And, you know, she just stayed on this journey her whole life because this whole story was so much bigger than her. And she knew that it had to be told for so many different reasons, dealing with racism right at a young age and how she went through that, raising children. One is blonde, blue eyed, the other is biracial and dealing with family secrets. So she was always like enlightening her mind with positivity. And that kept her moving forward. We don't know how she did it. But she was beyond her time. She really was. Like, that's the best way to put it. And when you think about somebody whose sort of notion of identity of who they are is a little bit shattered at some point, and they have to sort of reset that, and it doesn't knock her down. It just immediately makes me think about you two. Your (laughs) sister's out there in the world. You look similar, but you also look really different. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Let me jump way to the present now. When you guys are out there in the world and people are reacting to you constantly, I imagine, Mm -hmm not, but I imagine like, wait, your sisters? Oh yeah. (laughs) Is your reaction to that a quiet sort of eye roll where you're like, guys, come on, let's catch up. (laughs) Or how do you react to it? Did you feel sort of a connection maybe there with your mom? Like, ah, this is what she must've gone through. Like maybe, maybe Rasha, what's your take on that? You know, that's an amazing question because Yvette and I have been dealing with that our entire lives. So I'm her baby sister. I'm 11 years younger, but I was literally like attached to her you know, 24 seven. And then I've been told by Yvette that apparently I was a little bit of a brat of a child, which I don't remember. <laughs> you but, were. Whatever. <laughs> well, I don't remember that. I blocked that out. But about, <laughs> from age 14 on, we were best friends, right? So we were always together. I even followed her from Honolulu to Portland. Then I followed her to LA. Like she can't get rid of me. You know, we live in different cities now, but that's not going to be for much longer. And people would be like, oh, your sister's like, okay, are you twins? And we're like, ha ha ha. You know, we're like, hello, like open your minds. We shared a womb at different times. We just had different donors, you know, not to be little Yvette's father. <laughs> we'll be little mine a little bit, but you know, all the time. And the time. yeah, that's our biggest pet peeve is someone will say, are you half sisters? And we're like, no, right. like we're sisters. Yeah. And we've never used that term. Like that would never come out of our mouth as half sisters. No, we're sisters. But to your point is how do we deal with it? Yes. When we were younger, there was the, the eye roll, like, oh my God, not again. Somebody's asking this same question. Like people step outside of your box. Yes, this is possible. But with that being said, we were raised by our mother, you know, and she lived her life in such a way that she didn't let things stick. No. You know? and, and I think for Rasha and I, that's what mom instilled in us. So, yes, it gets annoying, but we know who we are. We know that we were raised by Bonna Hodel and we're proud to be sisters. You know, we're proud of who we are. You know, at Rasha, when she was 200 pounds, like she was, oh, I was three, almost 300 pounds, yeah. you know, yeah. it was beautiful. And our mother always instilled that in us both, you know. 
I'm biracial. You know, I was having a hard time fitting in. My mom was, you're beautiful. So that came from our mother. That Mm. grounding came from our mom. And then I came out at the age of 30 and she immediately was like, ah, I love you. She didn't want me to have a label at first because she hated labels, but I'm like, no, mom, I'm a lesbian. Like, I'm like, no, 100 million percent. Like, yeah, I'm a lesbian. She's like, okay. Because at first she's like, don't love people. Like, no, mom, no. I mean, yes, I love people, but I only want to be with women for the rest of my life. That incredible openness and just acceptance is pretty powerful. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Com. 
can you sum up just for those watching and listening the, the Black Dahlia murders? I mean, these are some of the most infamous, well-known serial case in the history of crime. But just real quick, what are we talking about? Ooh, yeah, so real quick, real quick. Yeah, yeah, about this. Yeah. yeah, the scariest thing in your skeleton closet there. So when Tamar told our mom on the beach, you know, in the in the 70s that George Hodel, her grandfather slash possible father, even though we're, we're still on that journey, we don't think he is her father. We are going to go on that journey and facing evil. But when she told our mom, you know, George Hodel was the prime suspect in the Black Dahlia murder case, mom wanted to know everything, you know, so she raised rarely called her the Black Dahlia. She always called her by her name, Elizabeth Short. And Elizabeth Short was a young, you know, Hollywood actress trying to make it. And she was brutally murdered in the late 1940s. And she was, you know, I, I can never unsee it. I've seen the photos like right at the very beginning of Google Images. I don't even think it was Google. I think it was on Yahoo. And I looked it up you know, when I was young and she was like placed on Franklin Avenue in Hollywood after being sliced in half. And so many horrible things happened to her that in Root of Evil, our beautiful producer Lloyd Lockridge and Zach Levitt, they took care of saying all that ugly stuff because it's really hard to repeat. And he was the prime suspect for many reasons. And he was never charged formally. His house was bugged. Our great uncle, Steve Hodel, publicly accused him of it in 2003. But that's something Yvette and I have known all of our lives. And it's something that has haunted our family. But our mom never let that quote unquote root of evil stick with us. You know, and we were very fortunate. We were never around George Hodel growing up, other than I think Yvette and mom think he might have followed them a few times and kept tabs on our family. Right. Possibly. Yeah. But yeah, so George yeah. was accused of killing Elizabeth Short. And it's so many movies have been made about it. You know, there's a rock band, I think, called, you know, the Black Dahlias. It's an industry. And our mom's life story just happened to coincide with that. And she met Patty Jenkins in 2010. And Patty sat across from her learning this insane story. And it was like, okay, yes, I see the Black Dahlia is connected to it. But she saw our mom and she saw the beauty of what she represented. And I hope what Yvette and I can continue to represent. And that's hope and love and light. And yeah. Yvette, is there stress and a struggle with being connected that intimately with such evil? How did you process that? I think early on, yes, because there was always that feeling in the back of your mind that this is part of your bloodline, you know, knowing that your great grandfather was a prime suspect in killing Elizabeth Short. But again, like everything that we've been saying, our mother instilled in us such a, a grounding of who we are as human beings that we know that that would never define who we are and as we moved forward in our own lives. But to answer your question, when Root of Evil came out and Zach, you know, the title was Root of Evil, we were like, oh my God, like, we're not the Root of Evil. <laughs> do you no. not know who we are? <laughs> Why do we have to name it that? Like our mother was the brightest light on the planet. But for me personally, when Root of Evil was such a huge success, it was like, <gasps> 
a little bit of a suffocating feeling knowing that now everybody really, really knows the whole truth, you know? So it's a process, but at the end of the day, like what Rush and I are trying to do with facing evil is really shed light into the darkness. And that's how our mother, again, that's how she lived her life, by sharing her story, by listening to other people tell their stories and how she was never a victim of her circumstances. She always somehow some way overcame her circumstances. So that's, you know, what we're trying to find in the stories that we tell, trying to find that light. Because, you know, there's there's a lot of darkness out there. And you mentioned Patty Jenkins, who's the director, I think, of I Am The Night, the show that was on TNT with Chris Pine, really, really, really powerful, hard-hitting show on the same topic. How involved, Rosh, were you guys involved in that show? Was it sort of like, we'll make the companion podcast to the show? How did that oh, tie? this is a great story. <laughs> yeah. um, so, well, um, it's... It's sad, it's surreal, it's happy, it's all the things, right? So whew, I'm gonna get emotional. Our mom was only 66 when she died. Mm. She was working on this with Patty Jenkins and Chris Pine and Patty's husband, Sam Sheridan. He was the showrunner and they've been friends for, you know, she died in the end of 2017 and they've been working on it forever. And we were on set six weeks after she took her last breath. So we were on the Warner Brothers studio lot, seeing her brought back to life by the incredible actress, India Isley who we fell in love with. And we were there on set for the majority of filming. The only time we weren't there is when they actually did film in the Southern house where supposedly where Elizabeth Short was actually murdered. We've been to that house many times, but we sat that one out. <laughs> but we, we sat that out. one out because I did not want to go. I wanted to go. And she, she's like, nope. I'm like, okay. We were very involved in Patty and the entire cast and crew were so gracious. We were even on set in our hometown in Honolulu, Hawaii when we filmed wow. there. And it was actually on set when they approached us. So TNT approached us and said, hey, we have this. We're like, what's a podcast? <laughs> They're like, we have this companion <laughs> podcast that we want to do because I am the night was only loosely based on mom's life story, which she self-published a book many years ago called One Day She'll Darken. And I Am The Night is a fictional version of that. And they're like, we need to tell the whole true story because it's wild. And we're like, okay. And our mom was so like how Yvette said she was so beyond her time. We have audio from the time she was a young girl all the way up until she passed away. Like she was a born podcaster and a documentarian. A documentarian, absolutely. And TNT brought in Cadence 13 and Zach Levitt. This was his first big podcast. He came from NBA and did 30 on 30 films with them and was an award-winning documentarian. And he saw us. And so he is the mastermind. Absolutely. Zach is brilliant, you know, because Root of Evil, like you said in the beginning, Root of Evil is supposed to be a true crime podcast, but really it's a multidimensional story about family and family secrets. And the way that he put it all together with, you know, Rasha and I narrating with having our mother's voice throughout the entire podcast. And then you have Steve and you have the whole family. Everybody is just like so glued to the story because you don't know what's going to happen next. But we get so many messages about Rooted Evil. And I think the most important message that we get is like, everybody says, oh my God, your mother was this amazing human being and her light you can feel all the way through that podcast, you know, as dark as it gets, yeah. there's still Fauna Hodel. Everybody's like, oh my God, what a woman. This yes. incredible maternal figure.
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Because there's nothing like a weekend pause with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. In podcasting, there's this weird thing that happens where, yes, you have this medium, you guys have contributed to this hugely, but you have this medium now that's the newest mass reach medium in Mm -hmm. the United States. You have like 120, 130 million people a month listening to podcasts. You guys, one out of three people. And what's funny about this medium, though, is as big as it gets, as mass reach as it gets, it still feels like a strangely intimate medium where when you listen to a show, you feel like you're on a phone call with the host or the creator, like it's a one-to-one medium. But the flip of that's true, too. And I want to get your take, Yvette, real quick. I think sometimes for podcasters, when they tell their own life stories, we've seen this in several shows where they feel like, wow, I just, I kind of just shared my own. <laughs> my diary with the world. It's like the world just found my diary in the top of my bedside table. And Yvette, I'm sure there is a catharsis in that where you're like, great, it's out there. Now there's nothing to hide. Bring on the love, everybody, or the hate. Is there a part of that that creates anxiety where it's like, wow, this is a really intimate me? I don't know. Just talk through that a little bit. Absolutely. And I can just share with you. So I'm a Leo, but I'm also like on stage. That's my spotlight. But 
on stage, you know, acting your character, podcasting, like you just said, you're, you're just sharing who you are, you know, and your experiences. Rasha, she's been doing this for years. You know, she loves to share all, tell all, and I'm a little bit more reserved. So for me being in this medium, it's a learning process for me to be more open and share my wisdom, my knowledge, you know, my ups, my downs, my vulnerability. So yeah, there is a little bit of anxiety that comes along with it. But with that being said, I think it's so necessary for all of us to be more open because I think by being open, other people can relate to whatever it is you may be going through. And that's what I'm learning through this process. So I'm very grateful to have this platform and to continue to learn and evolve. And like you said, podcasting, like when you put those head plugs in your ear, like it's such an intimate experience and it touches people in such a different way, in such a different medium. So yeah, it's all the things, all the things combined, but I, I really love it and I'm truly enjoying it. It's interesting how we see these communities that used to form largely on social media, migrate just a little bit actually to podcasting. And we see that around TV shows. We see that around topics in criminal cases, around anything. That's been almost one of the most interesting migrations to me is we used to all connect around social. And by the way, we still do. But there's this new way of almost driving community and it's podcasting. I think makes makes people feel a little safer, a little more comfortable, we get the same my piece and build maybe a more constructive community. But look, this new show, similar-ish in spirit, but this is a weekly show, different Mm -hmm. case every week or two. What's the goal of this new show and how's it going? It's out there now. It's a hit by any podcast app that you look at ranking incredibly well, driving huge new audiences. But where'd the idea come from? Why'd you want to do this? Well, (laughs) so thankful that it's in the world. World. It's we've been working on it for a long time, but I have to say, just as much as Zach Levitt drove Root of Evil, Donald Albright has driven Facing Evil. We were introduced to Donald at the iHeartRadio Podcast Awards in 2020, before the world shut down. We were introduced to him by Zach Levitt on the red carpet, and it was in that moment that Donald saw Yvette and I, we saw him and we made this amazing connection. And he was a fan of Root of Evil. And to be honest, Connell, we've been approached numerous times from different networks for TV, podcasting, all the things. And they only wanted to do true crime and salacious true crime. Yeah, yeah. And that is not who Yvette and I are. That is not who our no. mother was. And no. Donald saw that. So it all started with Donald. And he, of course, you know, brought in iHeart. So we have the two powerhouse in podcasting, <laughs> Tenderfoot and iHeart. And we still have an amazing relationship with Cadence 13. I know we all work together. And he's like, I see you too. I see that light. I want to bring that light to the darkness. Are you comfortable still talking about true crime? And we're like, yes, but it has to be on our terms. And we have such an amazing team. And what Yvette was saying earlier, right? Like when you're putting yourself out there, I want to be the person that I was looking for growing up right? Mm -hmm. I think representation truly matters. That's why I'm so out loud and proud as being a lesbian and I'm feminine. You know, there's so many different things and true crime wasn't really a space for Yvette and I. So we had to create it, you know, with our team at iHeart and Tenderfoot TV. And we're like, Hey, true crime is not only true crime because these are things that Yvette and I talk about every day. Like we're talking about the cases in the headlines and like talking about really hard things like in the Black Lives Matter movement or indigenous 
murdered women and, you know, generational trauma and grief, you know, all the things that we ourselves have gone through, you know, especially grief, you know, losing our mom, that was the biggest heartache that we'd ever experienced in our life, you know? So just being able to share our story and, you know, our perspective on these unique stories, but not tell it in a salacious way. You know, we like to say we're true crime with heart, you know, because when we're talking about true crime, I think so many times we forget about the families, you know, Mm. that have endured these horrendous tragedies. You know, everybody is so focused on the details of the story and they forget about the generational trauma that these families are going to experience for a lifetime. There's not going to be closure for a lot of these families. But for us, it's like, how can we help them heal? How can we help them overcome and just move forward? And that was really like, I I get chicken skin goosebumps because that is really what our mission is about. And that's what our mother was about too. So we are 100%, you know, continuing our mother's legacy and our own legacy as women, as you know, Rasha being a lesbian woman, me being a biracial woman, you know, for generations to come. And we want to be of service. Truly. Yeah, I have to say too, Donald saw that we needed an on mic producer from day one, the yes. first meeting. Yes. And we're like, is it going to be you, Donald? And he's like, I am <laughs> too busy. And so he brought in Trevor Young from iHeart. And Trevor is such a beautiful old soul. He's literally a walking Wikipedia of true crime. Yeah, <laughs> deep, deep wisdom, deep wisdom. So I think it's awesome. a great balance every week. And he has the best voice on the planet you're like (laughs) i'm like keep talking trevor (laughs) you're rattling off like some of the best producers in podcasting period and and i'm so grateful for donald one of the leads at tenderfoot tv and an old school partner of iHeartMedia and a dear friend trevor's incredible but even more than that i really do genuinely want to thank you two for hanging out with me today and talking about this i love the fact that these are podcasts that are bona fide hits in their own right driving millions of downloads and huge audiences audiences, but they're doing that while really challenging clean genre lines. And actually the real world is pretty messy. Genres blur. It's not necessarily a family show or a crime show. Those are often the same things. And identity is never as simple as it seems. And these shows that you're putting out there into the world, every single episode really do challenge that in the smartest way that I've heard it done in podcasting. So Rasha, Yvette, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Connell. Thank you. Everybody, thank you so much for watching and listening to us today. We will be back next week with another session in the iHeart Podcast Speaker Series. Take care. Be well. Conversation is a production of iHeartRadio. You can find more from the biggest names in podcasting on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? 
M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, Peanut Butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of Peanut Butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. Find great brands like Vosh at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com build.